today we are continuing our series, Unshakable, and we are going to be looking at, our focus today is going to be in 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse number 15, and so if you have your Bible, you might want to go ahead and turn there. Now, if you are not too familiar with where 2 Kings is, it is in the Old Testament, so you can go towards the front of your Bible, you know where Genesis is, go to Genesis, turn right about half an inch. And uh, you will run into 2 Kings chapter 6, verse number 15. Uh, to be even more helpful, it is right after 1 Kings. Uh, there was a little five-year-old boy named Johnny who was pestering his mother about cooking. said, I'd like to help you cook. She drive, he, was, he was driving her nuts. And she said, listen, if you want to help me, there's one thing that you can do. You can go into the pantry and get me a can of soup, uh, tomato soup. And uh, he said, I, I don't want to go in the pantry and so she said, well, why not? And he said, it's dark in there, and there's scary people in there. Now, it's totally irrational. And so she said, listen, in order to help you out, if you go in the pantry, just remember this. Wherever you go, Jesus is with you. And so the boy finally left. He went to the pantry, opened up the door. Sure enough, it was pitch black inside of that pantry, and he was scared to death. And so he's getting ready to back out. And then he had second thoughts, he remembered his mother's words, and so he opened up the door, and he said, Hey, Jesus, if you're in there, would you hand me the tomato soup? Now, now sometimes, and here's what's interesting to me, sometimes we have this thing in all of our lives that is called fear. And sometimes fear can be so irrational that it makes you do or not do a whole lot of stuff. And, and fear has this potential and this power to get a grip on your life where it will keep you from becoming and doing the things that God desires for you to do. Now what I'd like for you to do, and it's not to, it's not to set you off in some sort of a negative spiral here, but I want you to think about some things in your life that have brought you fear. Uh, some things in your life that have scared you to a point where that fear got a grip on your life and it just really immobilized you. Now as you think about that, I, I want to share with you something that is what I would call good news for those of us who are believers. As followers of Jesus, we have incredible promises that come from Scripture when it comes to fear. Matter of fact, one of my favorite ones is Romans 8.31, where Paul told us this. He said, if God be for us, then who can be against us? Now, my guess is that a whole lot of you are going to affirm that statement. I mean, would you all agree with that? If God be for us, then who can be against us? Now, now here's my deal. That sounds so good, it looks good on paper, but when it actually comes to putting it into practice... I mean, now that's where it gets a little bit more difficult. But what Scripture points out to us time and time again is that God is infinite, God is all-powerful, that God has power over any fear that you might have in your life. But my fear is that in the church sometimes, and in our, in our own personal lives, we allow that fear to become so all-consuming to us that it keeps us from experiencing and seeing the things of God. And so that's why we're looking in 2 Kings chapter 6 today, because what we're going to see 
in that passage of scripture, we're going to see two men. Uh, one guy was a guy who was, uh, he was calm, he was cool, collected, he was confident. Whenever he was surrounded in his life by darkness, he had peace. Because he was not going to be dominated by fear. The other guy in the story was a guy that would be more like me. He was a guy that was in the same, same situation. He was surrounded, but he was a guy who could not see beyond his circumstances because he was dominated by his fear. And so what I want us to see today is that we serve an unshakable God even whenever we find ourselves surrounded. So that's why we're going to look in 2 Kings chapter 6. And, and in this scripture, a little background information, there was a prophet whose name was Elisha. And Elisha had a king who was after him. Now when I say he had a king who was after him, um, I don't mean he was a king who thought, hey, I would really like to hang out with Elisha. This was a king who wanted, who's a king of Aram, which was an enemy of Israel. And you know what he wanted to do to, what he wanted to, do to Elisha? He wanted to put him out of his misery. And the reason why was because Elisha was a prophet. And whenever Elisha, as a prophet, God gave him information about what the king of Aram was doing. And Aaron was, uh, the king of Aaron was just blown away by this information that Elisha had. He's like, how can he do this? Well, it was because of God. And so what happened is the king of Aram said, we're going we're gonna to get rid of this guy. He said, I'm going to send an army, and we're going to surround where he lives, and we're going to destroy this guy, and he will no longer be a problem to me. So when we look into our text, here's what we've got. We've got two men. We've got Elisha the prophet. He has a man who works with him. And they are staying in a house, and they are getting ready to find themselves in a situation where they are totally surrounded. There is no way that they have escape in their lives. And the question was, how were they going to respond? Now, here's my, my question for you, or something for you to think about. As you look into your life, are there times in your life where you feel like that you are surrounded by the enemy, you are surrounded by circumstances, and you don't see any way out. You don't see any possibility for anything good to happen in your life. Well, if you feel that way, first of all, that's normal. But if you're a believer, you do not serve a normal God. You serve a God who's unshakable. And so there's a few things for us to notice if we want to be able to move forward in our lives whenever we feel surrounded. Now the first step to being able to overcome that fear that you have in your life when you feel surrounded is it begins with this. Notice the obvious. If you want to take steps forward and you feel surrounded, the first, really the first piece of good advice that I see in our text is you have to notice the obvious. Now I want you to look with me in verse number 15, and I hope it makes sense after we read this. It says, when the servant of the man of God, and the man of God was Elisha, said he got up early and he went out and he discovered an army with horses and chariots surrounding the city. So he asked his master, Elisha, oh my master, what are we to do. 
Now, Elisha had a servant with him, and uh, they, were, they were on top. We, we know that they lived on this mountain area called Dothan. And whenever the, the, pro, the prophet's servant got up, he went outside, he looked outside, and he saw that the city where they were living, it was surrounded by an army. And he knew that this army, it was the Aramean army that had been for years at war with the Israelites. And he knew that this was not good news. And so he runs back to the prophet Elisha and he says, hey, there is an army out there. They've surrounded our city. What in the world are we going to do? And I'm sure that some of his thoughts were, why did I ever start hanging out with this guy? I mean, the only thing that's going to do for me is going to get me killed. But, but when I read that verse, and if you look in verse 15 on your own, let me ask you a question. Do you notice anything special about that verse and just, just any of the information there? I mean, they're surrounded by an army. I mean, I look at that verse, and I, I really don't see anything that really kind of jumps out at me. He just simply noticed an army is coming up the mountain, and they're coming for them. Now, that information, it's important information, but there's nothing really... You know that that stands out. That's different about you know, that makes us that that makes the scripture special. Here's what I noticed though that is special. The guy just very simply noticed the obvious, right? He looked outside. Oh, there's an army. Now that's important information. Now it was obvious, but you know if he hadn't noticed it, if he hadn't noticed the obvious, they would have been in trouble. The army could have come up the mountain, just wiped them out, and they would have been none the wiser. But he went outside, he used what God gave him, his natural senses, and when he looked out, he noticed the obvious. He said, we're surrounded. Guys, it is always good to notice the obvious. Would you agree with that? It's good to notice the obvious. You might say, well, that's obvious. But, But here's the thing about that. Just because it's good to notice the obvious, did you know that we don't always notice the obvious? I think most guys can probably identify with this part. Uh, this is uh, whenever I will, I will get up sometimes and I will be looking for a particular pair of socks that I'm going to wear. And I will open up my sock drawer and I will look in there and I can't find them. So the first thing I do is blame Emily. And so I say, Emily, where did you put my socks? And I'll shut the drawer and say, where are they? And here's, here's what, it's David Blaine walks upstairs. That would be my wife, Emily. She walks upstairs, and she opens the drawer, and guess what's right on top? It's my socks. I do not know how she does that. I mean, it's an incredible magic trick. But, but what happens is this, very simple. I don't always notice the obvious. Now, why is that? Now, I can't tell you other than I'm just the guy. But I don't know why I don't notice the obvious all the times. But I think, I think part of the reason why is because sometimes I am too focused in on, on other things other than the things that I should be focused in on. Uh, my mind wanders a lot. And so what happens is that the things that are so clear and easy to see because I'm so discombobulated in so much of my life, I miss out a lot of times on what's right in front of me. And so it's, it's vital that we as people, that we are always paying attention to our surroundings, that we know what's going on around us so that we will notice the obvious and respond in a good manner. Now, I can, I can give you another example from my childhood. One, one of my favorite toys that I had when I was a kid was this thing. It was called the Sonic Ear. 
And I don't know if y'all, any of y'all have ever heard of that toy or remember that toy. It was, a, it was like this thing that looked like a gun, and you had headphones with it. And I bought it for $10 from one of my friends down the street. And it was a listening device. And so it was huge. And so I could go in and I could point it at somebody and I could listen to your conversation. It was so good I could hear through doors what people were saying. They don't make these anymore. And so I have a sister who is a few years older than me. And she, was, she would be on the telephone with her friends. And I would stand outside of her room and aim it at her. And, and I would listen to her conversations. And then I'd put it up. And then when she'd come out, I'd say, hey, I noticed that you were talking to so-and-so. And this is what you said. She really loved that. And uh, she'd get frustrated, but she couldn't figure out how I knew it. Now, how did I, how did I, how did I know what she had been saying? Well, it's, it's simple, because I, I had the right equipment. And I, so I was able to listen to what she had to say. Now, now, many times, a lot of us miss out on the obvious spiritually, because we don't have the right equipment. You know, we're not tuned in to God. We're not tuned in to what God's Word says. Now, Christians, this is what I really believe. I, I believe it is so important for us to start noticing the obvious today. We need to understand that like Elisha and his servant, we are surrounded by the enemy. That is the obvious. You know, I, I look around in, in our world today. I, I mean, I, you can go to, you can watch television, you can watch movies. You'll see where they, they take the name of Jesus and who Jesus is, and they will desecrate his name. And we are so used to that that we no longer notice the obvious anymore. And so we're just used to hearing it. We're used to seeing things that are unholy to a point where we can't even distinguish the difference between a holy life and an unholy life. You know, I look around and I see what's being taught as normal in our schools and in our society. And we're so used to seeing those things, then we think that they must be accurate. And so we miss out on the obvious. And now, now why is that? Well, it's because we oftentimes don't even have a clue as to what God's Word has to say. So we need to be in a place where we're able to recognize the obvious. So what's the equipment we need to use? Well, I think there's a couple of things that, that need to happen in our lives. One, we need to know God's Word. You know, that's the right equipment for us to be able to notice some of the obvious things going on around us. That's why King David wrote in Psalm 119.11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The Bible will point out to us where, where sin is lurking. Another piece of equipment that we can use is to communicate with God. Talk to him in prayer. Luke twenty two forty says, pray. Jesus said, pray that you will not fall into temptation. Now, here, here's what's interesting to me. It's amazing to me that when I stay in touch with God, I read God's word, I talk to God in prayer, that I'm able to look around, I'm able to notice the obvious. We are surrounded by the enemy. So I'm, I look in our text, how, how can I move forward? When I'm surrounded and when I feel fearful, what, what, what can I do? Notice the obvious. But, but then here's the second thing. If we're going to move forward and not be captured by fear, realize the power of God is greater than the power of man. In this story, in verse number 16, the servants looked out. He sees that the city is surrounded by an army. And I love what Elisha says. It's so simple that he says this. He says, don't be afraid. For those who are with us outnumber those who are with them. I mean, they, they are completely surrounded by the enemy. And what does Elisha say? Ah, don't be afraid. Don't worry about it. Now, now just 
try to visualize that. Say you're the servant. You go outside and you see there is an enemy all around you. You run back in to your spiritual leader and say, man, we are surrounded. What are we going to do? And then what does Elisha say? He's pretty cool, calm, and collected. Don't be afraid. There's, There's more with us than with them. Now, if you would have heard that, what would you have done? I can tell you what, I would have, I would have gone back outside. Where? I'm going to be looking for where, where are the people that are with us. I see the enemy, but I don't see anything else. Now, when he went back out, he didn't see anything. And I would have been questioning, you know, maybe, Elisha, maybe Elisha's lost it. You know, maybe he doesn't know what's going on anymore. Now, if he would have done that, he would have, he would have, been, he would have been mistaken. See, here's the deal. Elisha had the right equipment, and because he did, he recognized they were surrounded by the enemy. But because he had God's word and God's literal word speaking into him, he was able to see things differently than the man who was captured by fear. Y'all, I don't know about you, but I want to see things differently than the people who were captured by fear. Because I've, been a, I, I, I've experienced fear in my life, and I've been dominated by it before. Let me tell you, it's not any fun. It's miserable. I, I, I want to live in victory. Even whenever I sense that I am surrounded. But, but too many times I, I allow fear to dominate me Whenever I think there is a spiritual boogeyman out there that doesn't stand a chance against my God. You know, one of uh, a movie, a critically acclaimed movie that came out about, probably, about, probably about 15 years ago now, was a movie called Major Pain. It had Damon Wayans in it. I'm, I just bring up the movie because it was one of Emily's favorites. And uh, in that movie, he was, uh, Damon Wayans was a Marine drill sergeant. And uh, did, did anybody else, y'all know what I'm talking about? Any, okay, there's a few of you. I actually really did enjoy this movie. But there's this one scene in the movie that I love. And uh, uh, Major Payne has a crush on this one boy's mother. And so they're talking. The boy keeps coming and interrupting them in their conversation. And he's at the house. The little boy says, there's a boogeyman in my closet. And he, he just won't let it go. And so Major Payne, the Marine drill sergeant, is sick of this. So he stands up, he takes the boy up into his bedroom. Y'all remember this? Takes him up to the bedroom, and he pulls out his pistol and unloads like 10 shots into the door and says, the boogeyman's not in there anymore because he's dead. Don't worry about it. So he goes back downstairs. Okay, now there's a lot of us that were like that little boy. And man, we, we got this spiritual boogeyman that is scaring us to death, and we will not move. And so we are stuck in fear. Fear, that is the servant in our text. And Elisha told him, don't be afraid. There's more of us than them. Now, let me tell you something. We, we are, we are, sur- y'all, I'm going to be honest, we're surrounded by the enemy. We live in a world of darkness. But we serve a God of light. We serve a God who has power, and Elisha knew he had power, and he enabled him to see things differently differently than people who were captured by fear. Jesus said in John 16, 33, he said, in this world, you'll have tribulations. But then Jesus said, but take heart, 
I have overcome the world. In Romans 8, 37-39, it says, In all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, now these verses let us know there is absolutely nothing that can overcome the power of God. Now you might say, but you don't understand, the enemy I'm facing is huge. He's big, he's scary. God can't move in my life and have victory over that. Look back in verse 16. Elisha said, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Can you believe that? Let me tell you something. If you're going to see differently, then you have to have the right equipment, which is God's word, and then you must exercise faith that what God says is true. Do you believe it? You see, whenever we are surrounded by the enemy, if we're going to be able to move forward, we have to notice the obvious. We have to realize God's, God's power is greater than man's, and then it's the last one. Then we've got to use it. We have to use God's power. We have to have faith in God, and then, and then trust in God, and then use His power. Verse number 17, Then Elisha prayed, Lord, please open his eyes and let him see. So the Lord opened the servant's eyes. He looked and saw that the mountain was covered with horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I I think that's a cool story. Now here's here's a guy, servant did not see what Elisha saw. The only thing he saw was the enemy. What did Elisha do? Elisha prayed. God opened his eyes. God let him see what I see. Verse 17 again. Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes, let him see. So the Lord opened the servant's eyes. He looked and saw that the mountain was covered with horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And then here's verse 18. And when the Arameans came against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, please strike this nation with blindness. And so he struck them with blindness according to Elisha's word. Y'all, when we have the power of God on our side, There is nothing that can stand against us. Now, here's what I really believe. I believe that in your life and in the life of Village Church, that God has great things. I believe that God has victory in mind for you and for this church. Now, you might say that sounds really good, but I'm surrounded. And I don't know what you're surrounded with today. I don't know what enemies you're facing. I can guess some of them. I know, I know that there are people who are, who are battling with addictions. I know that there are people who are battling in relationships with their children and with their spouses. I know people who are struggling financially. And they look around, they see those enemies, and they don't see a way out. Let me tell you something. God has victory for you. God wants you to see what he sees, and that is that he is on your side, and that he never loses, and he has a plan, he has a purpose for your life, 
But if you're going to see those things, you have to begin to, you have to notice the obvious. Understand, we live in a dark world, but we serve a God of light. And understand that God's power, it is greater than the power of man. And then if, if we're going to believe that, then we need to start using God's power. So how do I do that? Let me encourage you to do something real simple, a couple things. One, pray and ask God to open your eyes. Say, God, the only thing I see is defeat. The only thing I see are obstacles. Pray and say, Lord, open my eyes to see what you see. And as you do that, as you draw near to him, Scripture tells us that God will draw near to you. And I believe that when you begin to look into your world, you're going to be, instead of seeing the defeat, you're going to see that you serve a God who has power and has a way out for you. Now, the question is, are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to know that as you stand in a world where the enemy is all about you, that you serve a God who is unshakable? Now, there's a couple things you can do. One, it could be time for some of you, if it's time for you to move forward, it's time for you to simply to talk to God and say, Lord, I want to give you my life. Lord, I've been living in defeat my whole life. Lord, I, I am entrusting myself to you. And you can do that where you're seated. You can just simply pray to God and say, Jesus, save me. Jesus, I'm going to trust you. And if you do that, you just, and you just simply call out to him. Say, Lord, forgive me, save me. I am believing in you. If you do that, then you let us know. You take out your bulletin, you, you open it up, there's a contact form in there, fill it out. So I commit my life to Christ. Tear it out. Our ushers, they'll be standing at the back, they'll be holding a basket. You drop, you drop that slip of paper in the basket, and we can get you some information in the mail about how you can grow in your walk with God. So here's another thing that you can do. Another thing that you can do so that you can begin to see what God sees. For some of you, it's time for you to invest your time and your energy with a group of believers in our V group ministry. If you're not already involved, let me tell you, I, I believe it's one of the greatest things that we have in our church. We gather together, and we look into Scripture, we support and love each other and pray for one another so that we can see what God sees. And so this is our V groups fair, and you're going to have the opportunity to be able to check out the V groups. We want you to take an active step forward where you say, I am going to investigate and commit to being a part of one of these groups because I want to see what God sees. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer, and then after I pray, I'm going to give you a little more information about our V groups. And then our band will come in, and they'll close us in our service. So why don't you join with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just I want to come to you today, and I pray, Jesus, that, that as we come to this point of, you know, really decision, Lord, that there would be some, that there be some people here today who will say, Lord, today I am giving you my life. Because God, I believe that there's so many of us who are who are surrounded by enemies, and yet, God, that is all we can see. We don't see victory. We don't see any hope. But Lord, I pray that there will be people today who will entrust themselves to you, so that they can discover that there is victory in Jesus. But Lord, there are others of us today who are believers, but God, we we are still you know, we are still captured by fear. But Lord, you have, a, you have a way for us. You have a plan for us. You have equipment that you give to us so that we can see the army 
of God that you have a way out for your people. Jesus, I pray that you'll bless this time. I pray it'll be a time of decision. God, a time of us of us making a, a cognizant, cognizant decision where we are choosing you over all things. And I pray these things in Christ's name.